0: Hey everyone, it's Kylan Kobe. Um, We realized after recording an entire episode where we poured out our entire souls.
1: The whole thing.
0: That our mic was not plugged in. The
1: devil is booked and busy.
0: Booked and busy and he got the mug. But the episode was so good and it was something um, that we really didn't want to trash and we wanted to share with you guys. So um, please bear with us uh, with the sound in this episode. Yeah,
1: the quality isn't. (laughs) Great.
0: It's not fantastic, but we did want to share with you guys because we did think there are some gems. So um with that, let's jump right into the episode. Hey everyone, it's Kobe
1: and Kyle.
0: And welcome back to the Healing Circle Podcast. We are back attempting to be back on our regular schedule. Um, it's been hard.
1: Heavy burdened, So yeah. wearied.
2: Yeah.
1: Angry as heck. Yeah. It's a PG podcast. How about the same game? But I put a heart c- on the end of it. Just so you you know what I meant.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We um I know for me I've been trying to balance that like this is soul giving work to me. You know, i we don't do this because we make a lot of money. I do this because I love it. Um, and I love teaching and sharing information. But also, pregnancy sensitivity is like a whole different world. Like, being someone who, like, already feels deeply and then being, like, so physically and emotionally vulnerable at the same time, like, it's, it's a task. It's a task. So um, I took the last week off. Kind of. Wow, that snack was hard. Sorry, y'all.
1: It really was. It was <laughs> aggressive.
0: I'm sorry. I just spat out a piece of because I didn't want this beast to be smacking out. Here. Um, but I sort of took the week off. I took the week off clinically with my clients, but we still did our workshop. We had part one of our workshop. Um our Lament Workshop. Oh, shout out to the Inner Circle, our Patreon family, the Inner Circle. Um, Artie, Kyle. It's Kyle. <laughs> the Inner Circle um, got the replay for the Lament Workshop Part 1. Um, Yeah, join the family. It's $10 a month. Not only do you get extra podcasts, two extra podcasts a month, you also get mental health resources. I know you guys see a lot of pages on Instagram that share like, you know, um infographics and stuff um they get them first and they get journal prompts and they get all the goodies
1: every um, once in a while I'll post a selfie people pay for that it's valuable
0: they don't pay for that but
1: it's it's a, it's a value add
0: we can't lie to them kyle they don't pay for that
1: but they they there are people that would
0: i'm Somewhere. sure you're cute i'm sure there are people <laughs> hey i'm sure there are people who would pay for that but yeah join the family and um, especially now what i love about um inner circles that it's a safe place for people to feel and process and express. And we're really vulnerable. Like people hop in and be talking like they've known each other for years. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I love it. So join it. If you need community, if you're trying to seek the Lord while trying to tend to your mental health, it's definitely the space for you. Um, so we wanted to share a little bit more information about what lamenting is. We started this workshop. We felt led by the Lord to take the leap and we were, um, really really happy with the in- outcome and um, the amount of people who came and supported so to everyone who came thank you so much um
1: yeah we're still doing the family systems theory just yeah. later we yeah. you know obviously <laughs> we're we, pausing
2: it yeah, we want to so be
1: that. sensitive to the reality of of the moment right this is a historical moment in our country historical. um if they ever write history books correctly this <laughs> you know this will have a chapter or two on it. Yeah. And it, it would be, it would just, it would miss the room, you know? <laughs> Read yeah, the room, weird. right? Um, well, And we're part of that room. Do that. I don't want to talk about family systems right now. Yeah,
0: I don't want to put out content that's not, I don't want to put out content that I wouldn't
1: consume. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, I get it, like, it's interesting, that, but like, it matters.
0: It matters not right now.
1: Yeah, we can pick it up in a month or yeah. two or, you know, whenever the time is right, we want to focus on, What's actually going on? Our our Patreon, the inner circle, when we're in our discord, we're not talking about family systems, too. Yeah. We're talking about mourning. We're talking about repentance from some of um, the, the white folk that are in our, our chat who are really starting to see things differently. And yeah. Have been just. I love that, too. Such a, a wonderful display of, of how, you know, the greatest miracles of Christ are how he changes hearts. Come you on. Know, more than so,
0: Listen, before um, we jump right into what lament is... I want to say that for those of us who are believers to not miss what is happening divinely right now. Yeah. Like to do not miss God's presence right now because something is happening and I feel like we rather I'll speak for myself because I don't want to speak for anyone else. The Lord helped me see that I in my anger which was valid, holy and righteous that I was also missing something, Mm -hmm. right? And he was like, you have daydreamed about days where white people would apologize for you for the crazy stuff they've said. And now your phone is blowing up with it. Yeah. Don't miss that, right? Like, I'm not saying don't be angry, be angry. (laughs) Be angry because injustice still prevails. But those hearts that are being changed, we're not changed because they saw a man's knee on another person's neck. Those hearts should have been changed when those little kids were shot up in the school. Yeah. Those hearts should have been changed when they saw Tamir Rice get shot before the officer could even put the car in park.
1: 1.7 seconds. I'll like, the the, is.
0: like the, there are worse ways that mm-hmm. black people have died at the hands of authority at the hands of white supremacy, at the hands of policing, but God is doing something. And specifically, Beth Moore, she said, oh, I got to find it. I got to find it now. Beth Moore was not playing with y'all. She said, keep trying, keep trying, God, and see what happens.
1: Mitt Romney was at a Black Lives Matter protest. Mitt Romney. And he said Black Lives Matter with his... You know, I was about Kyle to was about, him. Yeah, I, was about say. To, I was about to say things I should not have said.
2: Correct. Um,
1: he's a child of God. He is. And he,
2: he, the
1: Republican nominee from, what was, was it, four or eight years ago, I don't remember.
2: Yeah.
1: Mitt, the whitest man on earth. His name's Mitt. I was about to say, his name is Mitt. <laughs> was, name. You know, was marching at a Black Lives Matter protest. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Insane. Have you told insane. me it was happening i'd say you are smoking yeah. that's not even that's not even like it's not believable if you wrote a story about it yeah well, um, so it's there? just it's a reminder like if you are like my wife was a few days ago or over the last few weeks like i don't want to say consumed with anger because that makes it sound like a negative thing
2: yeah fully
1: feeling the reality of Yeah. Sometimes. And this has actually happened in our relationship. So I get it. There have been times in our relationship um, where Kobe has seen things from a distance. I simply did not have vision to see.
2: Yeah.
1: She said, this is going to this matters now. It's yeah. going to affect us. Yep. It's going to be bad when it finally yep. gets here. Yeah. You need to shift course. You yep. need to move. Yep. Pounding me with it over and over and over, yep. and you say, "Hey, listen, it's not that I don't respect you.
2: I, I just don't, don't see, see it." Myself.
1: And yeah, I didn't see it. And then she was right.
2: And then the and time I,
0: came, and I and, and I had to I had to balance between being pissed that I've been saying this for so long and he didn't hear me, and being glad that he saw it at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, it, 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 it can be both. You yeah.
1: can Be mad that it takes this for people to hear things that have been shouted for four hundred years, and also happy that people are willing to repent because repentance is not easy. Anyone who's been wrong yeah. and and had to come back and admit they're wrong, and then say, "Hey, listen, let me submit myself." Especially to, after to you. so
0: after they so vehemently defended. Yeah how right they were, like that takes a type of humility only the Holy Spirit can impart to you. Yeah. I believe that. But um, our, our sister Beth Moore said... She's
2: a sister now.
0: <laughs> no, she's a sister, heart. Okay, okay, okay. She's si- a sister.
2: Sister. Yeah,
0: I think that it's important that we allow white people to be white people and stop saying things like, oh, you're a brother, or a sister. No, no. you can be white and care about black people. You don't have to be black to care about black yeah, people. You keep, so, that, you
1: keep that R on there.
0: Yeah, she's a sister. She's my sister in Christ. Um, Bethy Boo said, <laughs> I do not say this lightly or hastily, but with fear and trembling after much deliberation. That means she laid in her face in the closet.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Makeup messed up. Yeah,
0: mm hmm. Um, she continued saying, I think we're experiencing a divine reckoning in America. You darn straight, Beth. I don't think the reckoning is over our having simply sinned. Point. I think it's over the fact that we have used God and the Bible to do it. We can stall, but we will not win in our opposition to God. Hear that. Whoever's trying to resist this, the movement of, of freedom to the oppressed, stall as you may. You will not win in your opposition to God. He told us he opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Our opposition right now is far bigger than powerful people. It's far bigger than hell itself. I believe we're fighting against God. This will not go well. I, for one, agree, Bethany. I agree. And I think that um, in scripture, we see so many people seek the Lord and the Pharisees, The religious leaders, keep your eyes open, the religious leaders were the ones who required a level of perfection before broken people could come before Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? But don't you know he's a tax collector?
2: Um, But don't you
0: know how many people she slept with? But, yeah. And God's like, no, those are the exactly the people I came to fight for. Those are the exact people I came to demonstrate my power on the behalf of. Yeah. And so people who keep trying to wait for black people to be perfect before they think that God's going to move on our behalf. You are confused and you are mistaken. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are people who are really think- like the videos, the, the images of the, the girls, the white girls with their their knees on the necks of each other joking and laughing. I'm like, Bro. listen. Try it. A hellfire is hot. You don't want to play with it.
2: Wow, you the
1: African, and you came out whoa. You came, it's <laughs> came hot. out the back. I'm
2: sorry. With some foo-foo. I'm
0: sorry. I'm just saying. And and I don't say that like, oh, you're going to hell. Like, I'm no, I'm not banishing anyone to hell. My prayer is that people get to repent because when, the Bible verses about praying for your enemies and those who who speak against you. Like that, it hits different <laughs> When you're oppressed, it hits different. You'd be looking at God like, you know, maybe Jonah wasn't so crazy for jumping in that <laughs> jumping in the bottom of the sea. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, like it's it's difficult, but it really I, I think that it's our such a
1: bittersweet kind of thing we're we're in the middle of. There's a lot of bitter,
2: yeah. But
1: I think about all the hard conversations. Not not saying if you haven't had any hard conversations, you can't rejoice in what's ha- in the in the positive side of what's happening.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: but I know, like you know, Cobain and I over the last few years, especially me because I I work in corporate America. Um, I've always worked in predominantly white institutions with predominantly white people. I was you know one of the very 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 few people that looked like me in most of the space I was, and all the conversations, all the tough battles to try and help people understand. And it's like a lot of those people have been texting me over the last yeah few few weeks. Some of those people really they heard. Yeah. They turned and and they've been an advocate helping other people like them see, but some of them just, you know, didn't and now it's like, man, I'm so sorry that I didn't see it.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I hope you can forgive me. Yeah. I can't believe that you I can't believe I just didn't see it. I can't believe my eyes have been so blinded. And that's really what it is. Obviously, there's more to it. But I try to remember, even as I get angry, I've been blind to things before as well. I was blind to the glory of God and just the goodness of God. I used to think God hated me. And I hated him because he hated me. And now I love him because he loves me.
2: (laughs) Come on. What a word. What a word. And, And
0: I've had to... So, I'm going to break down. First, let me break down the definition of lament because we will, we will go off and yeah. we will talk forever. So, um, there is, um, an amazing woman called Elizabeth Lewis Hall, and she is, um, in many ways a pioneer in the world of spiritual formation and spiritual discipline, um, formation in like the 21st century. So, if you are someone who wants to research that and understand that, um, Elizabeth Lewis Hall that's where you need to you need to look her up she's amazing um and a lot of her work is published in the journal of um spiritual formation and soul care and that has a lot of resources of more experiential ways for you to encounter the holy spirit interact with god and not be stuck with you know uh, your you version bible app <laughs> you know uh um uh, course whatever it's called what's it called bible study yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it
0: <laughs> um So um, her paper defined lament, she has a paper on lamenting, and um, I'm going to define it for you, but it's so powerful. So she defines lamenting as a suffering before God, right? So all of us suffer, period, but it's a suffering intentionally experienced before God, right? And why do we suffer before God? We suffer before God to allow him to reconstruct the meaning of our lives after experiencing the disorient the disorienting effects of suffering, right? Because it, I mean, there's no better word to explain suffering than disorienting. Mm-hmm. Like I have to, I, like I can get into these existential like <laughs> bubbles and feel like, oh my god, I am a human being. <laughs> but like it, it, it consider that this is the only existence we've ever known, and yet we know that it's not right. We have we have no we have no experiential conceptualization right and like I have clients who believe in God I have clients who believe in different gods all that stuff but like I for me personally this is my personal perspective not my professional one I'm like if you don't believe in anything I'm not sure you've asked the right questions
2: I I agree wholeheartedly
0: like you are longing for something you have never experienced before. What does that tell you that something is broken, but you've only known the broken thing? Because what we don't
2: know, it's
1: broken.
0: Come on, how do you know it's broken? Right? Your soul is crying out for something. And
1: not on the intellectual level. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter what culture, what language you speak. Suffering is universal, and it's universal because we all know that there's something deeply wrong with it. Not just that it feels bad. Yeah. But that there's wrongness yes. to it, like it ought not be, yes. which is very different than oh, this is uncomfortable.
0: Come on, Bishop. It it it's it's true, right? And like suffering is so disorienting because it reminds us that the only thing we've ever known is not good enough. The only yeah. thing that we we have ever experienced is not good enough, and that we deserve more, and that we were created for more.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: and so. I want to dispel some things about what lamenting is and isn't. So one, um, something I've been hearing from other people and in myself, I've had to realize is a lot of us have internalized a view and perspective of, of emotions and emotional literacy and emotional intelligence that is veiled with white supremacy. Right. So um, I have a lot of black clients and it as a black woman, myself often experience guilt and shame. If I feel anger, Even if it's before God. If I feel anger, period, there is this shame of, oh, no, not the angry black girl. Can't be her. Gotcha, can't be that, name. right? And beyond the stereotype of the angry black girl, the angry black man, whatever that is, for many of us, we have been taught, because our parents have been taught by systems rooted in white supremacy, mm. that anger in white people is just. Anger in black people is wrong, destructive, and dangerous. Bro. And so what do we do when all we're feeling right now is anger?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, for me, I look to scripture. That's why I love Psalms. So, Um, David writes so many laments. Um, One of my favorite psalms of lament, I think it's Psalm 90. But David's writing these psalms of lament and they have structures and um, not this coming up workshop, but the next one, we're going to go through that structure and then write our own psalms and utilize creative writing as a way to um, lament before God. But he's like, God, where are you? Smite them. Take like he crushed them. Take them out, Jesus. Like and yeah. and and that yeah. is holy. Yeah. Like not wishing death upon someone, but expressing in fullness the anger he feels internally. That is what it means to lament: to express whatever you're feeling internally, whatever grief you're feeling, not in this form of lonely catharsis. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever you are feeling, to give it to God, and I feel like lamentation and lamenting is so particularly um, vulnerable in a peculiar way because oftentimes our faith is rooted in our ability to conceptualize in some way how God's going to show up. Yeah. When you are lamenting, you don't get to determine, and oftentimes we can't even conceptualize how God's going to show up for us.
2: Yeah.
0: Like, it's like, God, what are you going to do? Just take away all injustice the injustice is causing the anger yeah what are you gonna do come down on that cloud come on we need you to, to giddy up <laughs> we yeah, need it, you
2: to make it on this down is,
1: this is why lament lamentation is specific like it's a it's a very specific definition because it includes god yeah. um if you're yeah. sad without god it's it's, it's called mourning
2: yeah
1: it's called sadness grief. it's called grief that's mm. all really valuable. There's nothing wrong with that. But lamenting is specifically taking grief that, in so many ways, feels unexplainable. Mm. I mean, part of Lamentations or Lamenting comes from Lamentations, which is the
2: book of a, the
1: the book of, a book of the Bible that Jeremiah um, wrote. Jeremiah is known in nerdy theological circles as the weeping prophet because so much of what he prophesied to happen actually took place in his lifetime very often prophets come and say hey like if you don't do right this is what's going to happen and then they don't see that come to fruition when they die but jeremiah actually sees it in his lifetime he sees all the things so he gets to experience the warning of saying hey please stop let your slaves go Like do the right thing or else this is going to happen and then he sees it happen and so he's experiencing grief on a level and to a depth and a complexity that's hard to even express in words.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And, and so he writes these poems, which is what this is almost an extension of Psalms about his grief before God, as he's crying out to God about his grief um, and, and bringing it before him, because there's nothing you can really do at that point when your whole nation is scattered amongst the winds, except yeah. to call on God.
0: Yep. Yep. And, and that's a a, that's a perfect reflection of where we are now, you know, but lamenting is not just it is calling out to God. That's the foundation of it. But like, there's a purpose to it. Yeah. Like there's a spiritual reality yeah. to it.
1: What well, is not fully expressed cannot be fully
0: healed. Come on.
1: So, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're about to get there. But... Yeah,
0: no. Yeah, That that's it. You know, like for us. Our, our anger is like this pet we keep in a room by ourselves. Yeah. You know, because it's this shameful animal that only we care about and we think the world hates. Yeah. it's Like the ugly chihuahua,
1: you know? They really are ugly.
0: Oh, I'm sorry if you have a chihuahua. We are really not trying to hate on your No,
1: people. no, no. We're not going to do that. If you have a chihuahua, you know that I've things are I've seen cute ugly.
0: ones. I, just when they get old, they just... They're just... Anyways, but it, it's this thing that like... And I know for me, I see often in my work that, like, oftentimes we care deeply about what we're angry about. That's yeah. why we're so angry. Yeah. But the world is so quick to dismiss our anger, right? Yeah. To label it, to make it a character flaw. And so it feels safest to pull it away, right? And because our conceptualization of our God is based on our conceptualization of people in leadership and authority around us many times, yep. what happens is and we don't have that spiritual connection with God, we'll hold our anger away from him. Yeah. The same way that, you know, we held it away from people who were in authority over us and shamed us. Well, then what happens when we hold that away from God? How can you hide something from God and tend to it and have your heart turned towards him? You can't.
1: Yeah.
0: Either you're turned in one direction or the other. Yeah.
1: You know, whether you mean to or not, your yeah. anger becomes an idol, right? Yeah. But what you behold, you worship. Yeah. Human beings are built that way. What we see, what we what we place in front of our heart and our mind, we worship over time, whether we want to or not. It is how we are built. Um, And so even with something that you're hiding, when you hide something long enough and it becomes the thing that you're looking at in your heart, in your mind, and you look to it more than you look to God or you look to it with an intensity that more than you look to God it becomes an idol.
0: And oftentimes we become the idol. Yeah. Right? We become this proxy for God because it's like, "Well, God, you won't care about this, but I will." Yeah. Like you won't take care of this, but but it's okay, stay over there in the clouds. I will. I will take <laughs> care of this, Jesus. Yeah. Don't you worry, you know? Um and for us, if we want to maintain this connection with God, right? Cuz anger is is a holy experience, right? That's why God experiences it. We yep. experience anger in the likeness of God. Imagine all the things we were not taught, <laughs> you know, but the reality is when we experience anger, anger can be holy, but our re- response to it is often what's sinful,
2: right? Yeah. Yep.
0: Bring it before God. If you gotta, if you gotta start with Jesus, I love you so much, but what the F is going on? Mm-hmm. Take it there. Like
1: he's a big God. He can take it. He's a
0: big boy. <laughs> he can, handle, you know, and and I think that this is the first time in my life that I have made l- lamenting a practice.
2: Yeah.
0: This is the first time in my life where I've said, I get up, I take leave out of daycare, I walk, I go home and I cry before God. In anger and frustration, I ask him, where is he? I get upset. I throw my little fit before him. and And this thing has been happening where I don't feel less angry, but I feel more free. Yeah. You know, and like, I didn't know that's what I needed. Right. I didn't know I needed to feel free and being myself because part of what I was lamenting and, and one, when we are before God, God helps clarify what we're lamenting.
2: Yeah.
0: I didn't realize I was lamenting all the ways that I'd dumb myself down to make white people feel more comfortable.
2: Mm.
0: I didn't know I was lamenting all the ways that I was taught that making white people would make me safer only to realize that wasn't true. You know, I didn't realize that I bought into all these white supremacist ideals and even bought into the idea that they reflected who God was. Yeah. Like, I like I am not just grieving the death of people who look like me, my brothers and my sisters. I am also grieving this system that has oppressed me spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and having to deal with my own guilt yeah. of like, dang, I really, I really fed into that. Yeah. yeah. I really... I really believe that, you know? And so when we turn towards God and lamenting and, and crying out to him, one, it's something that can be taught. Yeah. Many of us don't know where to start. Like we're talking about it. Like, Oh, just do it. Mm -hmm. You know, just scream before Jesus.
1: It's actually really uncomfortable. It's extremely awkward in the beginning for me specifically. I, if you've ever met her, she's always been very emotive. She's an empath. She feels, she expresses, she does that better now than she's ever done it, but she's always done it. And I haven't, I've yeah. always held back emotions uh, very intentionally to make myself safe and all those things. So sometimes like Kobe will pray honestly and it'll make me uncomfortable just to hear the way she's talking
0: <laughs> you <look> irreverent.
1: <laughs> you know, I, it feels that way. And yet my brain knows like, no, she's honoring God. You know, she she's not, she's not casting him down. And, in my own time, I'm, I've am i been able to start to process much lower than she has. But start to process some of my own, my own grief. Because the truth is, we're all suffering. But we're all suffering in ways that are specific to us. Like, all suffering is personal. It's not corporate. Every black person is crying. Every black person is upset. But we're not all crying and upset about the same exact thing. And, you know, one of the things I think about um, that... I guess the only way I can put it is like, I want to, I want off the boat. I I think (laughs) about like, I think about how when they were bringing our people over in the 16 and 1700s, so many of us tried to commit suicide that they put nets up. Yeah. So that when they jumped off, they couldn't drown. Yeah. And they, they would drag them back on the boat. Like they wouldn't even let them die.
2: Mm.
1: and it just breaks my heart thinking about it and I feel that echoed sentiment like sometimes I just want to jump off the boat I don't even feel like this country would let me die right
0: yeah Like they, if I
1: wanted out
0: yeah
1: I don't even think They'd they make would make
0: sure it's on their they terms would,
1: they would make sure that they they wrung every piece of usefulness and vitality out of me before mm. I left mm. and it's, it's soul crushing what do you do with that
2: yeah I'm not sure yeah,
1: you gotta bring it before God, Yeah, because I didn't know I was really feeling that before I brought it before God,
2: yep, yep,
0: and you know, it, it wouldn't be me if I didn't talk about how this affects our mental health, like, crying out to God, one, creates an environment where we get to replicate, you know, the, the findings of Dan Siegel when he talks about name attainment, right, I've said yeah. this a billion times, but, a billion. <laughs> you know, um, at least we'll be committed to memory for you guys, like, there's you know, we have the amygdala, which is the lower right part of the brain. And it has to do with fight, flight, freeze, processing emotion, making meaning in the world, um, secreting hormones that have to deal with the emotions that we experience in the world, particularly emotions of distress. And the left side of the brain is meant to create meaning um, and language, right? Broca's area. If that's damaged, people lose their ability to communicate, even if they can understand things. Um, and so what happens is we when we don't cry out, when we don't develop language for what we are saying, we miss out on the opportunity for, uh, for the left side of our brain that makes meaning to be able to send neurotransmitters to the right side of our brain that causes a decrease in distress, right? Like when we speak mm. something, when we name it, There is a biological, neurological reality that neurotransmitters are sent from the left side of your brain to the right posterior side of your brain to calm down the distress.
1: So is that that feeling you get when you're like in a heated discussion with somebody and you're just like, just let me get this out. Like, let me explain it. And then when you've said it, like you feel like you can like calm down a little bit, like you can like you finally got it out. I'm sure that's the
2: more
0: experiential experience of it. I think of it of when you have something on the tip of your tongue and you're so frustrated and someone says it and you're like that, mm-hmm. that right there. Or when you get on social media and you've been feeling something and someone like so concisely can explain what you're feeling in yeah. like a graphic. You're like, repost. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're like, this is it. Right. But we miss out on that. Right. And our inheritance in Christ here on earth, here in the land of the living is wholeness. Our connection to Jesus Christ and the blood shed on our behalf means that wholeness is our inheritance. It does not begin after we die. It begins here. But what happens for many of us, like the enemy does, his slick little lazy self, he's not going to snatch nothing from us. He's just going to convince us with his words to put them down. Put it down yourself. That crown God gave you, it's too heavy. It hurts. It's uncomfortable. Put it down. Walk away from it, right? And when we decide to be quiet, when we decide to be silent, when we decide not to lament before the Lord, we put down our crown. Because many of us have been taught it's better than putting the crown on and speaking to God with honesty because, oh, that's irreverent.
2: Yeah. That's rude, right?
0: And like that's what that lack of authenticity creates is this environment where we feel like like, there is more safety outside of the kingdom than there is inside of it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The The world does not need... An, I tell people all the time, the world does not need another halfway Christian. Yeah. Like, if if God and your relationship with him is just going to be um, a paint-by-numbers thing, like, that's <laughs> fine. But there Arm is one. One is blue. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like, God is not interested... In cookie-cutter relationships. He's no yeah. more interested than you are. Yeah. You don't have any friends that you're friends with because someone told you you should be.
2: Yeah. You don't or have any meaningful you know. friendships.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, you've got people that you really care about and that you, you speak honestly with. And God God cares more yeah. about your anger than you do. Yeah.
2: Which and is not something man. that's preached
1: about often. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He actually cares more than you do. He makes space for those things. We see that in Jesus in the Garden um, of Gethsemane before he's uh, before he's crucified. We see it all throughout Scripture. We see it in Moses in the three chapters full of, of him debating with God why he's not worthy, which is like the longest conversation back and forth that God ever has in Scripture,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is telling. like God yeah. wants to converse. Yeah. He doesn't want you to say the right thing. He wants yeah. you to say what's on your heart. Yeah. Um, and and we've matters. been
0: taught that God wants to command, not converse. Yeah. And he's like, no, he's, he's actually pretty invested in making sure that you understand what the message
2: is. Yeah.
0: You know, he, he's pretty invested in it, you know? Um, but we realize that many of us have not been taught how to develop that one emotional literacy, which is the ability to put words to what you're experiencing and reasoning to what you're experiencing. Yeah. Many of us don't. We have no one taught us that. Yeah.
1: We've got catch-all terms. I'm yeah. angry.
0: Yeah. I'm frustrated. I'm pissed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> or or um, the patented, I can't.
0: I can't. I just can't. I, I can't. Just can't. I can't. You're right. You know, and and. We don't have that. And and that is why Kyle and I decided to create this space, um, the Lament Workshops. You know, um, we're kind of playing it by ear when it comes to the Holy Spirit with what we're going to be doing with content with this podcast and then also um, just going forward for the rest of the year because this is not something that's ending soon. Um, You know, this this Black Lives Matter movement, um, this movement of empathy towards Black people, this movement of
2: uh, reconciliation.
0: uh, I would say, I heard um, Dr. Um, Anita Phillips. She's the prototype. If you guys want to know someone who, if you guys want to listen to someone who is a believer, and and like really a believer, and is much more knowledgeable about trauma, so she's a believer. She's a black woman. She's a believer. She's a trauma specialist, and she's she's going on a tour right now. <laughs> you know, she's she's going to Hillsong. She's going to Christine Kane. She's going to to all these white people to explain to them. You know, because she has. She understands studies on this and whatnot. Um, she is amazing. She's a great resource. Please go listen to her podcast. Um, it's called Light in the Room. Go, 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 go. Um, I should not be your only resource on mental health and faith. I just shouldn't. You know, um, nobody should be your only resource on really anything. Um, oh, what was the original question?
1: I don't think there was a, qu- a oh. question you would talk about.
0: I'm sorry, I just started fangirling and like forgot what I was um, saying.
1: You were talking about um, oh, what we're doing with um, limit and how we're trying to be led by the spirit. And um, yes, this is doing. not
0: going away. This this movement is not going away, and so we want to make sure that we're service based. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we we are a service based business. We are a business. <laughs> you know, uh, we we are hoping to to make money, but our goal is not to make money. Our goal is to Allow, holes, uh, allow souls to experience wholeness, yeah. right? Because, like, we can make money. Yeah, cool. But, like, at the end of all, this is a crown that no money can buy. And that's what I'm after, you know? And so yeah. um, our hope is to make sure that we're serving you guys and that we're fulfilling a need and that um, we're not answering questions about mental health that have to do about mm. random things. Like, not random. Family's not random. But, like, things that have to do with family, but also <laughs>
2: – Yeah.
0: Here, The world's burning, haha. <laughs> ha. Want to hear what role you play in your family?
1: Yeah, right? the, the world's on fire. We want to do our part in in adding some some water, um, to 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 fan this out. And yeah, she's right. It's not it's not ending. It's the longest, the longest sustained peaceful protesting, literally worldwide,
2: Period. ever. Yeah, ever. You know,
1: in the history of ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't really seem like it's slowing down. The, yeah. the protests are getting larger and more peaceful, thank God. Um, it's been crazy. And so this is something we've got to address. It is our country's original sin.
2: Yeah. And like
1: all original sins,
2: it will poison work.
1: every single thing that follows until you address it. And I think we are just beginning
2: yeah.
1: to look at
2: addressing it.
0: Yeah, we're just beginning to chip away at the very very tip of the iceberg. Um and you know, I I want to say this. There's so many people who it was already so difficult to carry the burden of their trauma
1: before yeah. all this started. Just making it day to day was yeah. tough before before COVID.
0: Yeah, before COVID and the COVID that we're came. In a pandemic. Right. <laughs> before COVID came and now this and so, um, one, I, I I hear you, I see you, I'm for you, and I'm with you. You know, um, it, it's hard. You Try know? to give
1: yourself grace. Yeah, you are not is, weak. You're not you're not yeah. uncommitted if you feel like you can't repost and you're you can't go to the protest. You know? if all you can do is you know is sit at home and, and eat Ben and Jerry's. We supporting Ben and Jerry's right now, okay. but I'm trying to go by. Bishop
0: Ben and Minister
2: James. yeah, the,
1: the prophets ben, Benjamin and and Gerald, um, <laughs> and Jeremiah.
2: Listen, um, they were but, not playing. Yeah,
1: if that's all you can do, don't don't get sucked into the trap that you are mentally weak or whatever. Yeah. Some of us have been carrying yeah. stones in our heart so heavy we can barely stand, and yeah. now the world has come to put more weight. And
2: yeah. if
1: you're if you find yourself collapsing, you should probably collapse. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just just let it happen. Nothing good can come from straining with too much weight.
0: Yeah. Ooh. And you know what? The best place to co- collapse is in the presence
1: of the Lord. Yeah.
0: With community. Yeah. And and that is we we created the space, um, the lament workshops <laughs> because we needed them. Mm-hmm. Um, And so we pray that you guys could join us. Last yeah. week we talked about, um, we did a lectio divina, which is a spiritual discipline. Um, that literally translates to divine reading. It's an experiential way of communicating and interacting with the holy spirit and with scripture
2: yeah
0: um and with god in a personal way uh next week we this coming week actually this week we are doing part two part two i'm going to be walking through faith-based coping mechanisms right yeah. so i'll be explaining what lectio is um i'll be explaining what breath what breath prayer is you mm. know i'll be talking about a behavioral activation plan i'll be breaking out all these you know um these empirically you know supported evidence-based mental health interventions that I use with my clients um, that you guys can use at home so the goal is that and it's free this is all free so the goal is not to monetize this but to really make healing accessible to the body and healing accessible to anyone who wants it so if you want to join us please please join us our last one uh, next week is going to be on um, using creative writing to lament. Um, I'm a creator myself. I feel like I've done every single art form in, in my short little life. So um, I want to make space for the body to cry out to God with their gifts because that's what we get to see David do in the book of Psalms. Yeah. Um, and so we want to mimic the intimacy of what it means to call out to God um, with the gift that he has given particularly to us. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, again, if you want to join an amazing family of support, of um, more resources, of people who are here for you, um, join our Patreon. It's $10 a month, mental health resources, all the extra stuff we mentioned earlier. Um, Yeah, we love you guys, and we're grateful that you guys are continuing to pour into us and support us, and uh, yeah, until the circle comes back around. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to us. If you guys didn't know, we just reached the top 200 mental health podcasts in the U.S. and we want to keep pushing. So make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend. Also, join our Patreon. It's $10 a month. You get mental health resources from a licensed trauma therapist. I mean, it's pretty amazing. It's an amazing family, so join the inner circle. Plus... We dropped our merch. It's been a crazy time, and the slogan, Protect Your Peace, has never meant more. So
2: grab your t shirt, hoodie, or crew neck when you get the chance, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.